Blog Talk Radio. Black Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. With your hosts, Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. There's a train of coming. You don't need no baggage. You just get on board. All you need is faith to hear the dealers calling. Don't need no tickets. You just thank the Lord. The train to Jordan Picking up passengers Coast to coast Faith is the key Open the doors and bore them Certainly and most indeed, 
We can never thank Master W. Far Muhammad and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad enough for leaving with us in this dispensation of time. More than their divine reminder, a man who has demonstrated right in, our, in front of our face the miracles of the historical Jesus representing the prophetic Jesus in the person of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. In those three great yet humble names, I'm honored to greet you, brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace and paradise. We say it in the language of our ancestors. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. I'm more than capable, my man. Oh, my goodness. We go way back like four flats in the Cadillac, my brother from another mother. <laughs> I'm going to give him the mic in a minute, but I just want to just show an attitude of gratitude for our right. consistent and constant listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I want to give a shout-out to our first-time listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of Disaster Awareness and for Community Preparedness and on behalf of Black Hole Radio, LLC, we thank you for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. We realize you could be doing something else with your time, but, you know, forgive Brother Rudolph and I every now and then, a lyric will pop up in our head. And so this is Black Sheep for the hip-hop heads. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this. Or you can get with that. We're going to get with this because we know this is where it's at. Disaster awareness for community preparedness. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I just want to show an attitude of gratitude. And in doing such, you know, God has blessed me to serve in the fire service for 30 years and then stay relevant, Lord willing, by his grace and mercy, that uh, we would do this weekly show every week on disaster preparedness and be a part of uh, other programming that I, I, I'm just grateful that they allow me to be a part of their team. Well, who am I speaking of? Certainly I'm speaking of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, which allowed me to serve as their president from the year 2008 to the year 2012. Shout out to the IBPFF. Certainly, I'm talking about the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute that throws or that puts on a leadership and management uh, symposium uh, program since 1991 on the campus of Dillard University. After Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans, they moved, uh, or should I say we, moved to uh, Clark, Atlanta for three years, I believe it was. Then we moved back to Dillard University and been there ever since. And I, I must say, uh started in 1991, but it started on the campus of Florida A&M, FAMU. So shout out to the Dr. Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. For as we say in our mantra, all that I am, I owe. I live That's eternally right. in the red. All that I am, I owe. I live eternally in the red. All that I am, I owe. I live eternally in the red. Shout out to the Ministry of Health and Human Services of the Nation of Islam 
that have uh, I've been so blessed to be able to serve with them and still serve with them as all roads lead to Savior's Day 2024, where it be the will of Allah, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be living, delivering a earth-shattering message, theme entitled, What the Great Mahdi and What the Great Messiah Have to Say About the War in the Middle East. So I just wanted to show my gratitude, thank our listeners, thank those who allow me to hang out with them, and thank Brother Forrest and uh, the Black Hole family, Hole spelled W-H-O-L-E, his family, Brother Jason, I mean, for just tolerating a a wretched soul like me. I think it's uh, amazing, Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I yeah. once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. All y'all know, brother, you have me supervision. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to get out your way and pass it on to uh, our dear brother, Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, who will welcome you in the way Allah sees fit, and then we'll move on uh, to give you what you need. Let us proceed. Brother Rudolph? Yes, sir. All praises are due to Allah. Indeed. Beginning all things in the name of the Most High God, the one true and living God, the I Am that I Am, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Yes, that one that is responsible <laughs> for your and my existence on the planet today. That one that's responsible for the planet that we're living on today. We're talking about that great God Almighty, the one who doesn't need anyone to uphold him. He upholds himself. That one that was there before time began and who will be there long after. That one who brought himself out of the triple darkness of space, which is equivalent to the triple darkness of the womb in which you and I were birthed into life by his permission. We're talking about that entity, that individual, that whatever you want to call it, but you know I'm talking about that one who is responsible for all that was, is, and will be. You know you didn't bring your wretched self here into this world. You know that your parents didn't even bring your wretched self in. Hell, they didn't even know what they were doing. They were just fooling around, just messing around a bit, and then, oops. That's right. You know, some of us, that's what we are. We are in, oops. They hit the speed (laughs) of life, and things started to happen. And then in the triple darkness of her womb, the, 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 the speck, of matter that didn't matter began to mix the liquid that was in there and the energy that was in there that was firing off in the darkness caused the chemical reaction to happen. And as sperm mixed with ovum, then there was a clot. And then by the grace of Almighty God, Allah, that clot was allowed to grow and thrive, and it became an embryo. And then that embryo, if it was not aborted before time, 
became a fetus, and then that fetus came to life. But all of that happened because Almighty God Allah allowed it to or dictated it to and set the wheels in motion. Well, it's that entity, that power, that God, and I'm going to go ahead out here and say it, Brother Yusuf, that man, that's the one that I'm talking about today. And we man, thank oh man. him go ahead. for traveling over 9,000 miles to seek and save you and I who were lost. We who were termed as, um, how, did, how were we termed as? We were uh, um, irretrievably lost. Despised and rejected. Uh, there you go. We were cast aside. We were thrown away. We were, you know, just thrown out. Uh, 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 as as nothing, but he would not allow that to be. He stepped in and he began to orchestrate and blow the winds of heaven from all four directions. And as they blew, the winds of change came and it started to make things happen. And while those mm. things were happening, people started coming up in our existence, and then there were some who decided that they were going to make a stand so that we, down the wheel of time, would have a right to be alive on the planet at this time. So as Hallelujah. you said, Brother Yusuf, we stand on the shoulders of all of those who came before us. Well, That's right. in the name of all of those who came before us, because each one made a supreme sacrifice so that you and I could be here today. And mm, if it wasn't mm, for mm. their supreme sacrifice, we wouldn't be able to do this. But it was Don't get it twisted. Go ahead. that caused it to happen and that allowed it to happen. And so it goes right back, giving honor and praise and thanks to Almighty God Allah, and then thanking him for intervening in the affairs of men and women by sending messengers and prophets and sages into the lives of people that had gone to show the grace and mercy of a good father. Before he chastises, he sends someone to remind you of what you are supposed to be doing and to help you get back on the path so he does not have to chastise you. And so he sent, he gave us and sent us messenger after messenger after messenger after prophet after prophet after prophet. But now we are in that day, Brother Yusuf, where there, this is no longer the day of prophets. That's right. This is no longer the day of messengers. We are in that, as the, as the Bible says, that great getting up morning now. We're mm, in mm, the mm. day of retribution now. We're in the day of the time of justice where we are going to receive the wages for the work that we've done. Go ahead. So we, we know what we've done. So if you've been putting bad stuff out there, you're going to get it back. If you've been trying to toe the line and put good stuff out there, you're going to get it back. 
But we thank Almighty God Allah for, again, appearing in the person of Master Fard Muhammad coming to the shores of North America, raising up one from, the sh- from here amongst us physically in this geographic location where I am right now, Brother Yusuf, in Detroit, Michigan. What yes, sir. Can any good come out of Nazareth? Well, this mm-hmm. is Nazareth here in Detroit. You got Nazareth on the east side. You got Nazareth on the west side. And in between the two, you have running in the wilderness nothing but the children of God. And so we thank him for raising the most honorable Elijah Muhammad from picking him up, dusting him off, elevating his consciousness and feeding his mind so that he could stand on his own to the world, it appears, but he was never alone because he's always being backed and powered by the eternal power. And then he began to teach, and he began to teach those members of society that society had written off and cast out and cast aside. And so he would, all of those society said could not be redeemed. Those are the ones that he went after and redeemed them. And he made them the sparkling, shining examples in society of righteousness. He cleaned them up from where they were dusty and dingy to where they had a shine when people saw them. They had such a smile that could melt a snowman. They had the heart of forgiveness, but inside was still that lion that sleeps in Judah. And we thank Mm. Almighty God Allah for raising up the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and we thank the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for raising and teaching the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yep, I'm saying it. This is me talking. You ain't got to agree with me. I got the mic right now, and so I'm doing the talking. If you don't agree, that's fine. If you don't apply, let it fly. But if you know that I'm telling the truth, you don't have to do nothing but just nod your head. But I don't need to nod your head because, again, I'm telling you what I know to be true because I was one of those wretched souls that was out there wandering in the wilderness, thought that I knew something that I did not know. But when I came into these teachings, it opened up my eyes and it allowed me, who was blind, to be able to see. It propped me up so that I was no longer crippled and I could walk straight with my back straight, no longer bent. It gave me the heart to do on behalf of people who could not do and cannot do for themselves. So we thank those three, again, the uh, Master Fraud Muhammad, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We thank them for all that they've done. And to all of you listeners, the family of Muhammad, the well-wishes of Muhammad, 
the supporters of Muhammad, and even those of you who are detractors of Muhammad, if you keep listening long enough, then we're going to get you too, because you can't fight the truth. Brother Yusuf? Wow, we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Thank you, Brother uh, Rudolph, for that wonderful opening, coming out our people in the way that God uh, has ordered your steps today and made firm your feet. Um, just give me a second, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. I got to get the fire extinguisher out because Brother Rudolph just set it ablaze. So let me just cool off my side of the studio and then get right back into why we're here today. <laughs> we want you to survive. And so yes, as our dear brother said, we're all on a journey. We're all on a journey. Let us stay the course on this journey for as uh, lightning shines from the east into the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And as it talked about us coming the same way against our will, I think it says, by the waters of Babylon, when we laid down, O Lord, how we wept when we remember Zion. Oh, yes, they carried us away to captivity and required of us a song. How can you sing a holy song in a strange land? I know some of you are saying, what? I thought I tuned into Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, and I wanted to learn about what I need to do to survive. Well, we're telling you that's where it starts. Now, if you want to know some operational, some technical uh, and tactical uh, skills you need to have, we can get into that too. But you know what, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen? It seems like we can't go anywhere today on the planet and somebody's not talking about mental health. Somebody's not talking about mental health. Do you agree? And so we might be experiencing that in our own families. We might be going through some, as Heat Wave would say, mind-blowing decisions. Seems like head-on collisions. And, and the Advil's just not working for the migraines. Well, I just heard uh, Martin Luther King speak when he was alive, and he talked about then, in the late 60s, that you couldn't go anywhere without hearing the word maladjustment. And so whether we're hearing uh, schizophrenia, whether we're hearing Bipolar, whether we're hearing dementia or Alzheimer's, it seems like we can't go anywhere without experiencing some form of mental health impacting us. Now, everybody's body chemistry is different, but I think we can all bear witness that if we are really cognizant of what we put in our bodies that will help us get our balance back mentally, physically, and spiritually. You know, in the cybernetic revolution world, the computer world, they have a term garbage in, garbage out. We believe on this program and how to eat to live, written by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad book, one and book two, given to him by Master Far Muhammad. And as it says at the top of the book, God in person, 
as Brother Rudolph said, you don't have to believe it, but the bottom line is what are we putting in our systems, in our bodies? Because eventually our bodies are going to let us know whether or not we're putting in live food or dead food, whether or not we're putting in microwaved food or something other than that, natural, holistic foods. All of this has to do with impacting our livelihood, impacting how we think, impacting how we act. So as I look into this week's edition of the Final Call newspaper, I see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has a title, We Are From the Earth. It comes out of his magnificent 58-week lecture series he did back in 2013 entitled The Time and What Must Be Done. This is part 45. And he just talks about we got to go back to the earth to grow our own foods and get it naturally because a lot of the foods we buy off the shelf are already toxic. I just wanted to share that with you briefly. Think about growing your own food if you haven't done so yet. It just starts with a seed, and before the seed, it starts with the will to want to do it. Then what about the water we drink? Depending on where you live, you you might not want to deal with the tap water. But there's also an article in the Final Call newspaper that is entitled, The Average Liter of Bottled Water Contains 240,000 Toxic Plastic Particles. What? So you think you're drinking spring water, but it's encased in a plastic bottle, and now they're talking about 240,000 Toxic Plastic Particles, average liter of bottled water. So these things can lead to mental health deficiencies, believe it or not. I just wanted to share that, going to the earth, growing our own food, being cognizant of how much water intake we have. And none of us, it seems like, are really drinking enough water. We need to drink more so we don't become dehydrated because that leads to mental health problems. pre-existing conditions, if you will. And then what about, since we're, some of you think, post-pandemic, what about all those vaccines that were administered during the pandemic? Do you know that there was a federal judge that is ordering the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, to disclose the entirety of 7.8 million free text reports detailing adverse reactions submitting to COVID-19 through the V-Safe monitoring app. There were injuries, brothers and sisters. There were even deaths as a result of the vaccines. And so I just wanted to share those things with you. Going back to the earth, cognizant of our water intake and how we get it from where we get it, and the damage 
that the vaccines have done. Last but not least, and we say it every week here at Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, you're going to hear everything from viruses to vaccines, from flu to health and fitness, health and fitness, uh, health, fitness, uh, fire safety education to community risk reduction. You, you're going to hear the whole gamut here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I don't know that if we share with you thus far in terms of rules of engagement, we ask you to have some type of uh, note-taking device because so much information comes through this program weekly in the two hours that we have. So whether it's, uh, again, the water, the food from the earth, or the lack of water and toxins, and the lack of food, more food-like products than actual food. There's some things we have control over and some things we don't have control over, but the things we have control over is to our advantage and our family's advantage to take control over it. So last but not least, shout out to former uh Supreme Captain, who's now the student minister over the southern region, Brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad, partnered with <laughs> churches in Atlanta and began showing them how to secure your place of worship. And as you know, if you attend a study group or a mosque of the Nation of Islam, there's a check procedure. There's uh, people on the outside, believers, believers on the inside, all have an assignment, all have a responsibility to fulfill the mission of bringing you closer to the God safely, where you can come in and don't have to worry about any um, what they call active shooter or hostile environment scenario. I just wanted to put that on your heart. There are other things we can talk about. And, again, we encourage you to call in at 563-999-3089. Again, 563-999-3089. If you have any questions, comments, concerns relative to what you heard or something that might concern you that we haven't mentioned thus far, we're all on this journey, brothers and sisters. I'm currently stuck in a traffic jam in southeastern Virginia on my way through the Hampton Roads Bridge and Tunnel. But as we speak, my engine light came on. And so we want to encourage you to keep your car tuned up. I mean, your engine light can come on at any time, whether your car is tuned up or not. Many of these New cars are based on computer chips, but don't let the light come on and you don't take heed to trying to see what 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 what's wrong with it. Make sure by the end of the night you get used to a habit of keeping your fuel over half a tank full because you never know what could happen overnight and you don't want to get in your car in the morning and be on E. Make sure all your fluids are right, your tires are inflated properly, your windshield wipers work, 
These are just some of the things, brothers and sisters, that may seem like common sense to some, but there's some of you on this line that just wait until you play the odds. You wait until something goes wrong to try to get it right. But we say here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness in the form of a question. When did the prophet Noah build the ark? We're not going to keep you in suspense of the answer. The answer is before the flood came. So before the flood. proper prior right. planning prevents poor performance. So I'll leave it there, Brother Rudolph, and turn it back over to you. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, man, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, we're going to keep this train rolling right where you got it. All right, family, there's a measles global outbreak. Measles global outbreak. Think of uh, how many of you, us, took the measles shot when we, was, uh, when we were younger. If you were born back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, then all of us did just about. Well, yep. okay. Well, what are we talking about when we're talking about measles? Uh, we're talking about a rash that appears over your whole body. On the first day of the rash, you'll have spots on your buccal mucosa, meaning, in, you know, your, inside your mouth, on the inside of your cheeks, you'll see these spots. And you'll see a, a you know, fine rash, you know, on your extremities. By the third day, oh, this rash is very, very prevalent over your entire body. It's red. It has has macular papules, meaning they're red spots, but not just spots because the spots are raised. And it's like it has something in the, it it looks almost like a volcano coming out of your skin, ready to erupt and burst. And this is all over your body. And that's for day three. Um, You'll end up with, here are some of the signs, the symptoms. Those, Those are some signs. But some of the symptoms are sore red eyes, the rash sometimes starting around the ears. You'll have a runny nose, a very high fever. Body will be aching and you'll be feeling unwell and there may be a cough. But again, the telltale sign is going to be that rash. Remember, it could be measles. They need to be in an area where they cannot pass the infection to vulnerable people, such as people who are non-vaccinated, immunocompromised, and pregnant women. Get samples of, get samples to, uh, you know, for them to be able to diagnose it and notify these cases to your local departments of health. Okay, let me go a little bit further on that. 
And this goes with anything, family, anything, because we're not out of the woods. COVID-19 is still very prevalent in the society, along with RSV and influenza A and B. It's all out there mixed up now together. So you won't know whether you have one or the other, but you do know when you're not feeling well, and you do know that you should isolate yourself from other people. So then why is it that we find the need when we're sick to still go out amongst the masses like, like, you know, we don't know that something is wrong? Yeah, you know, I wait. I wait for an answer. You know, all you got to do is press one on your phone if you could give me an answer to that question, uh, why we do these silly things and then wonder or be upset or act like we're caught off guard when there are epidemics of things going around that could easily be stopped if we would be more conscious, more honest, and more, uh, what's the real word that I'm looking for there, Brother Yusuf? You know that word that describes an individual who cares about his brother and sister, that word that describes an individual whose heart feels the pain when his brother and sister is in pain, that type of individual who hurts when someone else hurts, that individual. If we were more like that, then we would not endeavor. empathizes. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, empathizes. Empathize. Yeah, if we were more empathizing, then we would not endeavor to uh, cause our brothers and sisters to be sick because we want to be selfish, silly, and ignorant. Oh, I said it. I went there. I went there. Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I'm sorry. Right now, right now, I'm not giving you that old sweet Robitussin. Right now, you're getting castor oil. Go ahead. Yes, you're getting straight up a <laughs> dose of castor oil. Remember that, Brother Yusuf? We was young. Yes, at, sir. At the change of the seasons, uh, mama or grandmama line all the children up, and everybody would get a dose of castor oil. That's oh, right. Man. Man, 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 man. Beautiful. All right, but hey, let's get back to it. So now, so <clears throat> when you know that you're not feeling well, stay home. And that's for, that means from work, from school, from your houses of worship, church, mosque, synagogue, from your fraternal organization, stay home. And this is one way to help stop the spread of these communicable diseases quickly. The second way is for us to be more conscious and cognizant of our hygiene. Go ahead. In a disaster, the first casualty is hygiene. That's always the first casualty. So we must be... um, um, cognizant. We must be 
conscious. We must be uh, deliberate in our attempts to keep ourselves and our surroundings clean, sanitized, and disinfected. And it starts with hand washing. When there's soap and water around, use it. Wet your hands, put some soap in your hands and lather it up real good. Taking, uh, 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 taking the time to be deliberate in cleaning between your fingers, under your fingernails, scrubbing the palms of your hand as well as the backs of your hand, and then rinsing it off and getting a paper towel to turn the faucet off so you don't cross-contaminate what you just cleaned and make it dirty again because the dirty hand is the one that turned the faucet on. So you take the paper towel and dry your hands, and then you take another paper towel and, or, and turn the faucet off and use the paper towel to open up the door to come out of the bathroom and then discard it in the trash. The mask, the mask. I know this is a very controversial subject. People feel like they have the right, the freedom to do what they want to do. Yeah, you do. And you have the freedom to go to go straight to hell, too. God gives you that freedom, too. He don't force you to do what he say do or force you to do that which is right and righteous. He, he, you can do what you want to do and do something else. And what are the wages of sin? They're death. Well, what are the wages of, 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 of living a um, contrary life? It, it, it's a hellacious existence. All right? And, and we know, Brother Joseph, we know that heaven and hell are not some etherical places way up in the sky that you go to when you die. These are That's conditions right. of life that we put ourselves in based on our actions. That's right. When you do that which is required, that which is um, acceptable, that which is understandable, that which is prudent, then you put yourself in a heavenly condition. When you do that which is wayward, that which is uh, uh, obtruse, that which is... um, contrary, rebellious to any rule or law, then you put yourself in hell at once. And you condemn those that are with you to be in it too. So I'll just leave that at that, Brother Yusuf. Um, You know, as for our clothes, you know, these germs that we come into contact with as we're out and about, They're all on the fibers that we wear called clothing. They're attached to the wool blends and the uh, linens and the cotton blends that we wear called shirts and trousers and skirts and blouses and sweaters and coats and hats. So you come in out of the street or you come in off 
public transportation or in public areas where someone was in there coughing and sneezing up a noogie and spraying you with the contamination, and you come right in the house, and what do you do? You go right into your refrigerator. Mm. You come in the house, and what's the what you do? You do a nasty plunge right into your bed, fully clothed. What do you do? You come into the house with all of those billions of germs on you, and you sit down on the sofa or in the chair where your baby is going to be playing or sitting. You're wearing the footwear where you've walked over uh, uh, the streets where dogs have urinated and, and relieved themselves, where people have relieved themselves, where all kinds of other bacteria and germs, uh, you stepped on gum that people have been chewing, and, and you know, as far as other things that you've stepped on, and you walk right into your house with it and track it all the way through your house, and then you let put your baby down on the floor and let them crawl over the floor. But these are the things that we do uh, unconsciously, Brother Yusuf. I want to say it's unconscious because I don't want to believe that any of us are that trifling that we would do this willingly to our own children or to our own family members. So, So, you know, we must be mindful of all of these things in this day and time and this dispensation of time because we're not out of the woods. We're, as a matter of fact, we're deeper into the woods than we were three years ago. Wow, listen. And so they forced everybody uh, or, or a lot of people to take these vaccines knowing that it wasn't a vaccine. Knowing, and we were, we were being told, we can't say we didn't know, we were warned. Not only did the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan warn us on July 4th when he gave the speech the Criterion, not only he warned us before that, but not only him, there were others out there warning us as to what it was exactly that they were doing and introducing into the bodies of the human population. Listen. You know, so oh, I'm not going to go too much further into that this week, Brother Yusuf. No, I'm going to, you know, no, we got, I'm just putting that out there for that. Um, you know, while I'm on that, let's talk about chemtrails. Let's talk oh. about airborne diseases that are being used as bioweapons and the bioweapon delivery system are these planes that are flying over the cities of America and that are letting out all of these toxins and particles. And we look up in the sky and we see the plane going by and we see it and they're spelling out words and stuff and we say, oh, oh, that's so nice. Little do we know that they're killing us. And they're doing it willfully. They're experimenting on the American population without our own knowledge. Heck, I believe, it, it, I, believe it, I believe it's the city of Baltimore 
that has it written right into their city charter that the government has the right to experiment on the population without their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if it's in Baltimore, it's in other cities. That's right. You know, but I, I didn't mean to get sidetracked talking about that, Brother Yusuf, but we are talking about the chemtrails. How much virus does a person with COVID ex- exhale? So a person is is COVID positive, and they're spewing all kinds of stuff. When they call for a sneeze, how far does it go? And if it's outside, then it's carrying on the winds, and how far does it go? If it's on the inside, it's carrying on the winds, how far does it go? How far is a safe distance away from someone that you know has COVID? Well, what about those that you don't know that have COVID? Right. Okay. I, I You know, I'm going to stop with that. I'm going to stop with that, you know. And Brother Yusuf, Brother Yusuf, Brother Yusuf. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sky Report, Tim Trail, Extreme Danger, Toxicity Profile, COVID-19 Agent, Spike Proteins. Could Vax, Radioactive Elements, Mold Spores, and Nanoplastics. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. You you know what? You you know what? Let me let me let all right. I know. See, and as believers, we are chided, brother Yusuf, to bring good news to the believers. Well, brother That's Yusuf, right. you must not be a believer because you ain't said nothing good in the last fifteen minutes. I'm glad my wife's not listening, brother Yusuf, because she calls me Doctor Doom and Gloom. But since she ain't yes, listening, sir. I don't have to hear it right now. But you know. <laughs> With all of this that I just gave you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you something to smile about. Because although they do all of that, listen, man plans and God plans, but God is the best of plans. Indeed. Woe to you who are out there trying to do all manner of evil to the children of God. Don't you think that God is going to protect his children? All right, I'm going to leave it at that, Brother Yusuf. I'm not even going to talk about Second Chronicles. <laughs> you know, I'm not people. even going to talk about the contract that God requires us to sign, okay, with him if we're going to be one of his, and he does. People talk about, oh, there's no compulsion in Islam. There's no compulsion in religion. That's a damn lie. Religion is nothing but compulsion. The minute you say that you believe, you're compelled to do the will of God. You're compelled to do righteousness. You're compelled to do right by your fellow man. What do you mean there's no compulsion? Compulsion if you don't believe. There's no compulsion if you don't agree that you're going to do the right thing. But once you agree you do, then Second Chronicles tells you, because God is talking there. And what does he say, Brother Yusuf? What does it say in Second Chronicles? You know, I'm not that um, 
spiritual one that knows how to quote the scriptures. I leave that to the pastor of disaster and other uh, uh, ecclesiastics. <laughs> well, if you're talking about chapter 7, verse 14, beloved, in Second Chronicles, it says, if my people, which are called by my name. Hold, hold on, Brother Yusuf. Hold on one second. How does it start off? If my people. If. If. If is a preposition. A preposition. Now, let's go on back to fifth grade. Because a preposition means that, is, you know, there's no guarantee either way. This is a question mark. This is one of those statements that is saying that this could happen, it could go either way. So now, what does it say, Brother Yusuf? If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Wow. So the first thing that we have to do, we have to stop being high-minded, for the thinkers of ourselves, we have to stop thinking that the buck stops with us, thinking that we're, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. That's hard enough for for eighty five percent of the of the population, brother Yusuf. Indeed. But go ahead, brother Yusuf. After we if after we decide people, we're gonna be humble. Which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn. From their wicked ways Then will I hear from heaven Forgive them of their sins And heal their land So so, so, that, so, you hear that? So that's, those are the words of God himself talking And he's telling you what has to be done It's not, it's not debatable he, It's not a democracy There'll be no vote on it He's telling you exactly what what we have to do in order to receive his grace and mercy and his blessing. And if we don't, then it will just be woe unto us. But, Brother Yusuf, I'm going to stop because, you know, I, 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 I just wanted to put some information out there for the family to know, and I'm going to lighten it up and brighten it up at the end with this. So even if all of these things do happen and we cut, you get subject to contacting or contracting all of these things, then, then, then you know, what, is it, what does that mean? Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end for you because there's a thing out here that can check all of that if it be the will of God. There is a, a, an elixir. Out here, there's a bomb in Gilead Mm-mm-mm. to heal the sin-sick soul. There's a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. Well, that bomb from Gilead, okay, also comes in the form of a spray that can go into the back of your throat, into your respiratory tract, into your digestive tract, into the cellular structure of your body to help boost, fuel, and strengthen your immune system so that you can fight off these diabolical diseases. And it's called 
vaccinated. And it works on any kind of virus that you may come into contact with. Vaximmune. This is not a commercial. I'm not advocating for anyone. I'm not telling you to call Black Hole Radio and get your Paximmune. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just telling you what I know to be true, that if you have a virus of any kind, and you have some Paximmune, you're good. You don't have to worry. You don't have sleepless nights wondering how it's going to turn out. You take it like you're supposed to. You say your prayers, and you go on about your business. And let nature take its course. Brother Yusuf, I'm going to stop with that. Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. We all know you mean not stop but to pause for the cause. That's all. Well, brothers and sisters, we're at the top of the hour at about um, 4.57 Eastern Standard Time. We hope that you've uh, enjoyed the first hour and that, more importantly, you learned something uh, that will help you and your family take you to another level in terms of your health, in terms of consider viable alternatives to what you've been doing and uh, whether it's the three W's of uh, wearing your mask, washing your hands, or watching your distance, especially when you're in crowds. That's something that we just wanted to remind you of and reiterate that that's something that It doesn't cost you nothing but the will to want to do it. Wash your hands. Wear your mask, lolly, and crowds. And watch your distancing, particularly in crowds. Brother Rudolph said he did not really want to go with the word ignorance. But, you know, the root word of ignorance is ignore. And so whether we're talking about fire safety education, don't ignore investing in a smoke detector, a carbon monoxide detector, and a fire extinguisher. Don't ignore the three W's. Don't ignore not just putting on your PPE, your personal protective envelope, But the spiritual one as well, we emphasize every week that we all need to put on the whole armor of God against the wiles to protect ourselves against the wiles of this devilishment that's going on, not just where you live, but where I live, all over this planet, 196,940 square miles of it, 57,255,000. Uh, square miles of land that's coming out of the water, which is 139,685,000 square miles. We're living, as Brother Rudolph said, in the days of Allah, meaning judgment and resurrection. So we're going to be judged, brothers and sisters, no matter where we go, as the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says, watch the weather, the four great calamities of judgment, rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes, we're in that time now. 
pestilence. That's what he's talking about when he's offering as a viable alternative Paximune, Ivermectin. Even just bathing your body in the sun to get the rays of the sun, which is 93 million miles away, that too is a therapy to help give us balance, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. So again, we're at the top of the hour at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We encourage you to call in at 563-999-3089 or log on to talkradio forward slash blackholeradio.com, old spell W-H-O-L-E, and then forward slash D-A-C-P for disaster awareness for community preparedness. You have to become aware, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, before you can become prepared. You have to ask yourself the question, where will you and your family be when disaster strikes? You might be at home. Your better half may be at work. Your children may be at school. Do you know their disaster preparedness policy? Do you know their active shooter and hostile environment policy? Well, if you don't, then just ask. They'll give you an answer one way or the other. But these are the things that we ask you and we encourage you to think about, be cognizant of, as Brother Rudolph said, not to mention You know, this is just one form of information, our weekly talk radio program. But there are other networks you can tune into. And uh, I opened today's program showing an attitude of gratitude, giving uh, much respect and love to the organizations that I've been a part of. But I I, I missed a few. I missed the Black Family. I missed the Black Family Summit under the leadership of Baba Leonard Dunstan, who is the President Emeritus of the National Association of Black Social Workers Incorporated. I missed that Black Family Summit, led by our dear sister, Dr. Zakia Newton, who's also of the Black Social Workers, but our dear sister, Dr. Nell Prim, of the All Healers Mental Health Alliance, is a part of the Black Family Summit. Our dear sister, Monique Muhammad, of the Association of Black Psychologists, they're a part of the Black Family Summit. Shout out to the Black Psychiatrists of America. They're a part of the Black Family Summit. And so many more organizations who never forget our political prisoners that's involved or engaged in still the prison industrial complex. And so I just wanted to show an attitude of gratitude for them. And how could I forget my wonderful wife, Mr. Sharon Muhammad, who's either, well, I won't say it on the air, just such a beautiful sister to have been my helpmeet for 44 years. All praise is due to Allah. Helping me and us to raise three sons 
four nephews, four granddaughters, thanking them, our offspring, for their sacrifice. Because without their sacrifice, we couldn't do what Allah is blessing us to do. So just wanted to continue to show my attitude of gratitude, again, be a part of the warning of don't ignore what you're hearing today or any program on disaster awareness for community preparedness. Because Brother Rudolph and I, if it be the will of Allah, we could be doing other things as well. But we realize this is a part of his mission, the Most High God. This is a part of our responsibility collectively, and it's a part of my assignment and his assignment, as well as all those on the Black Hole Radio staff to come before you every week to tell you, number one, get informed. Number two, develop a survival kit. One for your home, one for your car, one for your job. Develop go bags, right, for your children. Each member of your family in your home should be capable of carrying it should you have to evacuate. But if the one for your home because you can't evacuate and you have to shelter in place. Now, we, we say it every every week that disaster preparedness is degree by degree. It's like spirituality. It's like education. Everybody's on different levels, but if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot. That's so, right. you know, take one step toward being better prepared, and Allah will bring people toward you to help you even be better prepared. We say it's community involvement, community investment, community partnership for community risk reduction. So, again, get informed, number one. Number two, the developers, survival kit. Number three is what? Periodically reassess that kit. And that plan. Number two is actually develop a plan. Number three is uh, develop a kit. And number four is periodically reassess the supplies in your kit and your plan. It has to be what the fire service calls situational awareness. Uh Knowing what to do, when to do, where to do, how to do. I just wanted to share that, brothers and sisters, as a review, a summary of the beautiful presentation thus far that Brother Rudolph has given us for a reminder benefits the believers. A reminder profits, P-R-O-F-I-T-S, the believers. And a reminder is a mercy for the believers. So just want to remind you, And the reality is this, brothers and sisters, the fact that we're able to come to you right now and share with you what God has given us to give to us, you and I, because as we're speaking to you, we're speaking back to ourselves. The reality is we can be shut down at any moment because of technology, because of the world we're in. We're, 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 exposing the truth, and in doing so, we're exposing the synagogue of Satan. So whenever they get ready 
they may shut down Blog Talk Radio or keep Blog Talk Radio up and say, no, nah, Brother Rudolph and Brother Yusef, they, 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 they can't continue to, to broadcast this kind of truth over the air. And look, we could curse and use curse words, but we don't. We know it could be grown and sexy in our language, but no, this is a state of emergency, never seen such urgency. So whether or not we're articulating what we've been given or whether or not it's like when you're on the road or even at home or at work on the street and you hear them sirens coming down the street, that's letting you know it's a state of emergency. Never seen such urgency. If you're not the one on fire or you're not the one laying in the street, not knowing if you fainted, you fell, you sleep, you homeless, we don't know. All you know is if you hear the siren, it's a state of emergency. Never seen such urgency. And then if the siren don't move you, air horn is so loud. When we get to as first responders or EMTs or paramedics or firefighters or Law enforcement, when we get to an intersection, for our safety, we blowing the air horn in addition to the siren. You know, you could even do it like Luda said, when I move, you move just like that. Or you could do it this way, move, get out the way, get out the way. So the choice is yours, brothers and sisters, to come and become more involved with disaster awareness for community preparedness, or you can say, oh, man, these brothers say the same thing every week. No, we don't. No, we don't. Soup reheated. The remix, we don't say the same thing every week, but the one thing we do tell you, like a voice crying out in the wilderness, we want you to make straight in the desert a highway for our Lord. And if you don't know how, listen, we're going to lead you to the right voice. The sheep know his voice. We're trying to tell you. We're going to lead you to the right voice. You can get with this or you can get with that. We're going to get with this, disaster awareness for community preparedness, because this is where it's at. So, look, Brother Rudolph, I got a question for you, brother. When you talked about showing showing the bright side of certain – holistic medications that we can use to get our balance relative to this pestilence that's out here. Now, brother asked me, I was putting them on to uh, uh, Paximmune and letting them know it was a dietary supplement to help build your immune system. And uh, we were fishing a brother in the street. And the brother, the brother, the brother is addicted to heroin. Okay. So the bro- the brother's therapy right now is a methadone clinic. Right. So, of course, it's one addiction substitute for the other. Some may think it works. Other may think otherwise. But then if it's one su- substitute addiction for the other and he misses this particular person, his appointment at the methadone clinic, he's still in pain and his body's still going to go through withdrawal because he missed the methadone hit, right or wrong? Correct. That's correct. Okay. So when I saw him, I could see his affect that his eyes were bulging out of his head before I even knew what really 
was his vice, right? He had told me when I first met him and another brother that he had OD'd three times. And we had met his mother, and his mother said, brother's about 40 years old, and his mother said, yeah, I saw him the last time he OD'd, and anything y'all can do for him to help him, I really would appreciate it. So the next night when I saw him, and his eyes bulging out of his head, I could see something wasn't right. His affect wasn't right. He told me later on that night, divide, right? Divide. Well, Yousef, man, I, I missed my methadone appointment, man. I'm, I'm in pain. I'm hurting. So what came to my mind initially was Paximune. I don't know if it works or not, but that just is what came to my mind as you used the word empathy. I said, well, maybe that might help. But as I thought about it later on, I don't know if that would help with the situation he's in. And the last thing I wanted to do.